1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Hi, this is the bad boy Joey Jones, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey know always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going in Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going in Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night, bye bye. Hey friendo, Steve here. And, Larson. and welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, be sure to hit that sub button if you're listening to us or if you're watching us rather on YouTube. Uh, follow us over on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. That's where we do our live recaps after every WWE and AEW show uh, that's on TV and uh yeah so we'll just hop right into it man number one i guess first off let's just get the jovialities out of the way larson you are now larson two straps dr larson the king of two belts how does that feel
2: feels great i'm sure it really feels pretty good sure Uh, you know i had a, a rough patch of about seven and a half or so months preceding that i had my win at wrestle kingdom Denied because you stole Big Red. We're
1: going back to this again. Yeah, we're going back to this. Why do you have to bring up the old because stuff? It's a slap in the face, not just to me to be such a poor
2: sport that you would deny me what was rightfully I mine. On top of that, to you lied to everybody out there for months on end. But then I, I you legitimately,
1: were full of I legitimately carried that title for like eight months. Both yeah, titles. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Anyways. I'm happy. I got both the belts now. Right. Uh, Big gold will join. Big red back there
1: behind me, hopefully for a very long time. Just happy that he's uh, that he's going to be uh, – they're going to be on camera in your possession. That's what I was, I was worried about that. Anyways, and this one talks too, man. It's crazy. You're going to have some – you think your sleep is bad now.
2: Nobody talks. No, they don't talk. They don't talk. They
1: want heard a peep in my house. They will. Congratulations. You stripped me of my dignity. Uh, at SummerSlam with this ridiculously stupid hair, and uh, now you've taken everything from me. Congratulations. Speaking of somebody who almost had everything taken away from him, Matt Hardy uh, suffered from a pretty nasty spill tonight, and uh, it left a lot of fans uh, uh, with a lot of questions as to exactly who's got the power in AEW to stop a match when clearly it should have been stopped uh, yeah. Larson, what happened here?
2: So what happened is uh, early on in the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara uh, broken rules match. Uh, they're fighting in this tunnel that goes from the stadium to Daly's place. And there's a scissor lift there. They get on the scissor lift. They raise it. There's like a merch table or something there. Um, and uh, Matt Hardy set up for side effects off that Sammy Guevara reverses it. Spears Matt Hardy off the scissor lift know, like 10, 15 feet in the air. Uh, they don't go through the table. They kind of skim off of it, barely. The table did break, though, right? I don't no think so. I think, it, I think it toppled over. Really? I think it just fell on the side. Oh wow! Anyways, continue. It, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look broke, at it. That if, if it broke, it toppled on the side. Then it broke. Okay. okay. Um. Anyways, Matt Hardy pretty much hit the back of his head on the concrete just from 10 feet up, in there 15 feet up in the air. Okay, the table did break. Okay.
1: Okay, because I was yeah, because I, I watched it once and I did not watch the replay. So for all I know. yeah, know. Okay. I,
2: I was so focused on uh, Matt Hardy where uh, 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 his head hit, not the table. Yeah, um, I remember it toppled over. I thought that's all it was. Anyway.
1: Oh no, you, you're hold on a second. Okay, so you're, we're both right because it did it toppled. You're right, like it went over like this, but it did break in the process. So we're okay. both right.
2: Okay, um, so but they didn't really impact it much. Like, they didn't really get a whole lot of the table. Not a
1: ton. That thing, that table seemed gimmick to heck.
2: Yeah. So, Matt Hardy lays there. He's not moving. Uh, you think, all right, he's out. You know, he's, he's unconscious there. And so, uh, immediately, Aubrey Edwards goes over to him, checks on him, throws up the X, because she sees, I'm guessing, clearly, that he's unconscious. Uh, and then, uh, like, he starts to maybe move a little bit. Sammy goes over to him. Tries to get him up maybe. Uh, again, Aubrey's like, get away, X. Matt, at that point, Matt Hardy's trying to get up two. Um, he's stumbling around. He doesn't have any legs under him. Uh, finally, the doc comes out, and uh, uh, they, they call the match bell rings. So Sammy starts wandering up towards the ringside area. And then, I don't know, like a minute later, maybe two, Matt Hardy starts making his way that way as well and so they come back out towards uh, Daly's place for the ring setup. They ring the bell again and restart the match. The finishing spot involves both of them
1: climbing again 10, 15 feet. Commentary was selling it for like it's like 15 feet, yeah. Um, and then nice. Matt
2: Hardy punched Sammy off, and he, you know, there was a spot where there was a crash pad underneath some boards. He goes through. He loses his uh, last-man-standing match effectively. But seeing Matt Hardy on the concrete... Seemingly unconscious, he gets up, and he can't. He can barely walk. He's stumbling around. He's got no legs. He falls over at one point, He's holding on to Sammy's trunks to try to keep himself up. Uh, why this match was allowed to continue is beyond me. Uh, commentary uh, apparently said this is secondhand. We were doing our stream. I couldn't hear exactly what uh, they were saying. That essentially, AEW's doctor cleared Matt Hardy to finish. Um, which uh probably shouldn't have happened. Um, I don't like somebody dropped the ball, yeah. And i uh, say schnauze here in chat says commentary brought up Matt saying he was fine to go repeatedly, making it seem like they're washing their hands of it, like it's on him for deciding to continue. Here's the thing if a talent has suffered any sort of head injury, they need a thorough evaluation, they can't make that decision for themselves. Um, that's why in the NFL, if you they, they suspect you've got any sort of head injury, they take you to the tent and if they need to do further evaluation, they take you into the locker. Um, they do, I believe a standard or a diagnostic test of some sort to get a, a preliminary evaluation. And I think if you need further testing, to the locker room, you go, if they, they can outright clear you, maybe they'll let you play again. Um, uh, the enforcer during our stream was saying hockey has something similar where they take you back. To a quiet place where they could do some testing. There wasn't enough time; it didn't seem like to do a thorough test. Yeah, to see if he was suffering from a concussion. Um, but just to to take Matt's word for it, like Matt, he's a prof- he's he, he's a performer. Mm-hmm. He wants. To, I'm sure he feels like he needs to finish the match because the story. There's a story they want to tell.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But ha- him just having potentially uh, suffered maybe a serious head injury he should not be the one making that decision for his own safety.
1: Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said. It was a scary moment. It was an uncomfortable moment. I mean, the the closest thing that I can liken it to was the really scary moment between Seth Rollins and Sting. That's the last time I can really think that. It was like, oh, God, this looks bad, whatever it is. Because he's just stumbling around when Sammy tried to pick him up. Like, Aubrey tried to stop the match, and Sammy comes over twice. twice tries to pick him up, and Matt is just dead on his feet. Like, he's literally being dragged by Sammy, and it's just, dude, when he was laying there after that first spot, you see how far off that table they were, and he's just laying there. I I honestly was thinking he could be dead right now. Like, one shot to the head, especially with the number of shots Matt Hardy's taken during his career, he could be dead right now, and that was a freak because he was just nothing. He was just laying there, nothing. And then he starts to get up. It's like, okay, good. They got to get him out of here. And then Sammy comes back around. It was just a mess. And there was that that huge gulf of time between Hardy being back up and saying, I will delete you. And then like it continuing. And it's like, why did nobody call this one off in the moment? As wrestling fans, the AEW fan in general, I believe, is tuned in enough to know that if this thing stops, I don't give a damn what the outcome is. It needs to be stopped, and if it's stopped, it stopped for a damn good reason. Yes, I don't need to see a fake fight finish its conclusion. If the two guys putting on the match, putting on the performance, if one of them is screwed up, and then to let him climb up the uh, the the whatever it is, the lighting truss, yeah, yeah, um, was just it, it kind of a stain on the on, on the pay per view. I thought the pay per view otherwise was pretty solid. I thought there was a couple of really 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 terrific matches. Um, but, uh, but yeah, kind of, kind of really kind of put a damper on things. You know,
2: Yeah, oh I definitely did. Once that happened and they let the match continue, uh, yeah, it really took me out of the show. Mm-hmm. It really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could appreciate people's work because the match that followed that was Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. Oh, which it's was great. Awesome. Which was terrific. Which was a fantastic match. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I could invest in it as much as I should because or, could, or would like to have because of what just happened mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what was allowed to happen afterwards. Um, Like uh, Reby uh, Matt's wife She was seemingly incensed uh, Based on a tweet um, Reports are that Matt Hardy Was taken to a hospital to be evaluated Um, I hope he's okay Um, You know a fall from that hype uh, You know seemingly Right on the concrete uh, Is scary And uh, yeah you just gotta hope that he's He's okay and, and You know if he has a concussion, that's the worst of his injuries.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jorge D said, according to Shivani on the post show, Matt passed initial concussion testing and went to the hospital for additional scans. Um, I guess, I guess, we'll see. But I don't know, man. In the moment, it it that looked that looked nasty. That looked really nasty. I mean, he was out. He was out. He dude. He was he out. Was out. <laughs> he was out. He was clearly out. Whether he I mean,
2: once someone gets knocked unconscious, to stop the match.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Just stop the
2: match. Spot like I, that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't care about the story they're telling. I don't want someone to be get seriously hurt on the, uh, during the show. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, don't want it to happen. Uh,
1: otherwise, there was uh, obviously some pretty big developments. Um, I mean, uh, Mox obviously he uh, he uh, uh, retained his uh, AEW championship against MJF um, in what I thought was a really fun match, um, a very bloody match as well. Um, mm-hmm. Made MJF look pretty great. Uh, uh, and then of course, probably the bigger news, probably, I would think the biggest news coming out of the night is finally, uh, uh hangman page, Kenny Omega are, uh, uh, no longer the AEW tag team champions. FTR was able to pull it off. And, uh, and then, uh, Kenny, uh, basically just left hangman high and dry. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then went to an SUV. Yeah. And left. And essentially gave the young bucks an ultimatum. I thought it was, honestly, dude, I thought it was a really great moment that probably could have been the main event. I know that's sort of a bummer main event thing to yeah. end on, but I thought, dramatically speaking, that was, like, the best moment of the pay-per-view. I thought it was I thought it was really, really good stuff, and we'll talk about that in our recap. Let's just go ahead and kick this off. Sure, sure. And uh, let's see here. First up, so we'll talk about the kickoff here, the buy-in, if you will. Joey Janela took on uh, Serpentico. Uh, Joey Janela got the win there with the top rope elbow. Pretty fun match. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we continue, Kristen Ashley here wants to know how you get the mood mood
2: lighting in your man cave. There, she's asking for Warren, and uh, Mr. Warren Hayes is here
1: as well. Well No, she's not. So, hi to you both. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> well, if you want to know, it's a six dollar blue light at Walmart. A flood, blue flood. A six dollar red flood over there. And you're good to go. You're good to go oh, but you got the light on you too it's nice it's even yeah There's i got like i shadows. got like an umbrella light over here i've yeah. got another one pointing over it is it it's it's a it's a pretty well conceived setup i got here i'll be honest with you yeah it looks sharp
2: like, I, i'm shoved in the middle in the corner of my bedroom here you know i
1: it's it's, it's not the ideal situation but dude it's us it's us come so on what at i gotta the, do at the end of the day what are we gonna do we're both in our 40s we're, we are who we are this yeah. this madness here is me. That Spartan nothingness, the void, if you will, is you. Yeah. I mean, I'd like a better lighting setup. I just
2: don't have the room for it, unless I start hanging lights from the ceiling and stuff. But again, this is my bedroom, so
1: like a police interrogation like vibe. Just one would be overhead great. Lamp. Yeah. Just harsh over Maybe just like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like be, like a, a little poster you can put on your door there. Like I don't know. See, I'm less worried about the the superficial stuff and just yeah. lighting it well. Okay. That's my point. I'm you not talking fine. about
2: the the you look fine. back here. You're talking fine. about good lighting.
1: All right. Well, we'll work on it. It's okay. This, this ain't changing anytime soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that in the kickoff in the buy-in, rather sorry. Uh, this was a wildly fun match: Private Party versus Silver and Reynolds from the Dark Order. This is a good match. Uh, Yeah, this is really, really fun. Gin and Juice uh, got the three count for Private Party. But, yeah, I would really recommend that match. Silver Uh, Reynolds are a really good tag team.
2: They are. They're terrific. They're really good. They're terrific. John John Silver gets a lot of crap from Birdie
1: Lee. He's a damn good wrestler. I can't wait. Can't wait. I never thought I'd say those words. Can't wait for being the elite.
2: It's looking to be a, a action-packed episode, potentially. Uh, yeah, this match was really fun, though. A lot of back and forth. Again, two really good tag teams. Uh, you got the finish.
1: This is the match, the pre-show to really watch. It was good. It was really good. Absolutely. Uh, the show started with... So this was going to be on the buy-in, but enough people bitched about it. They put it on the main card. I don't... I mean, I think, yeah, it deserved to be on the main card, mainly because it was really short. Um, it was very silly, But I thought that the level of humor in this tooth and nail match, um, I thought elevated it to main show. I thought Mm. this was wonderful, like slapstick comedy match. Um, So, of course, it didn't
2: overstay its welcome either.
1: No, it was pretty short. Like they didn't really do much. But what they did was pretty effective. Of course, this was to take place at Britt Baker's dentist uh, office. Dental practice. Dental practice. Uh, So Swole rolls up. She's got the ref with her. Um, And uh, and of course, again trying to disguise herself rebel is uh, under the mask and she's like you know oh, can you sign th- this paperwork and then she's like what's your name she's like swole big swole and she's like ah and she's like brit brit she's here she's here swole slaps her goes down well, she the hallway
2: board that uh, reba gave her and hit her with the
1: clipboard <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> you know when you go to yeah. a doctor or a dentist they give you the clipboard to, to put your information yeah in.
1: rebel took a pretty vicious pd tonight <laughs>
2: She actually took a pretty... She did. Beam. So, Britt's... Sorry, uh, Swall's walking into an exam room, and it's like something at a marathon, man. There's, like, blood everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, she starts wandering through the office, and as she's wandering towards the back... <laughs> There's blood! The That's right,
1: there was blood everywhere! A lot
2: of one of the exam rooms. That was great. Uh, Britt walks by, all dramatically backlit, a huge shadow against the wall. Uh, she's kind of lurking. Uh, so, we go into another exam room, Uh, Swole hears some chattering. She opens a a drawer up and there's a bunch of those little chattering uh, wind-up teeth (laughs) and then Britt comes from behind, clocks her with the framed picture. Uh, She tries to extract Swole's Swole's molars. Swole hits her with a pan and then rebels in, shoots some water at her. Uh, Swole hits her with a tray.
1: (laughs) It was just a little water pick.
2: (laughs) I know. That stuff's got some force behind it, man. (laughs) Yeah, it does. That's true. It does. Uh, does. So they run to the back of the building. Uh, Britt tries to get in her Rollsmobile. Swole hits her with a wet floor sign, I believe. Uh, puts her in the wheelchair, pushes her into the wall. Uh, Rebel comes out to make the save, puts Swole in the back of the cart. Britt and her are brawling in there. She, Britt climbs to the top, super kick, follows the DDT on the top of the cart. Uh, Rebel and Britt uh, try to put Swole in the dumpster. Swole fights them off. Instead, Rebel goes in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Rebel goes in the dumpster, she tosses a crutch out for Britt. She hits Swole with it. Runs back into the office. Uh, Swole rams uh, Brit's face to the counter. And Brit's like, I just got my nose. My nose just healed up. My face just healed up. So she's looking for a suplex. Britt escapes that. Swinging deck breaker. Cover. Swole kicks out. Um, let's get to the finish, though. Because this was, the finish this is the was best. Madness.
1: This was hilarious. This was madness.
2: So they're in an exam room. Uh, Britt super kicks Swole into a chair. And then she gets a power drill. It's like trying to power <laughs> yeah. drill Swole. Yeah. And like stabs at her and it goes through the chair and it's stuck. Yeah. And uh, Rebel hands Britt a syringe. So she, you know, takes the cap off with her mouth and is trying to stab and
1: Swole with it. Britt is so wonderfully dramatic, like Olivier and Marathon Man here. It's it's terrific. Yeah, it's so great. she's trying to stab Swole with it, but Swole like grabs her arm and makes her stab herself with the leg. So her leg goes dead. Novocaine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So she's got yeah, she's got like one leg essentially. Um, and so Swole grabs Britt's uh, dentistry degree.
1: Yeah, so earlier there, it, was, it wasn't a picture. It was like a different, maybe it was like a certificate of dentistry. Or I don't maybe, know what yeah, it was, but yeah. it was a certificate of some sort. And then this looked like a degree of some sort as well. It was from, it said Pittsburgh on it. So I think that's okay. where Britt went to school with University right. of Pittsburgh. Maybe there's a
2: set that's a the real deal because afterwards Swole ripped it in half. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so she uh, grabs Britt's degree, tosses it to, to Rebel, forearms Rebel. Uh, and then Swole hits Britt with Dirty Dancing, knocks her into the exam chair, puts on the mask. Uh, Swole wins via nitrous oxide because uh, the ref lifts up Britt's arm. It falls. I thought that
1: was genius. I thought that was, it was good. Fun. I mean, it's a lot it's, of fun. I don't know how much of this match was because uh, Britt might be limited in what she could do physically at this point. Um, I mean, they did a bunch of physical stuff, so I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, it was short. Like you said, didn't overstay. It's welcome. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. gave it two and a half stars. What are you going to give a match like this? You know, it entertained yeah, I me. Think it was,
2: it was, I gave it two and three quarter. Cause it was really, okay.
1: All right. So after that we had uh, a really terrific match, Jurassic express versus the rude young bucks. Oh, these young bucks so are rude. so rude now, Larson. Um. Uh, so Marco, uh, stunt of course, came out with Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus. He's got a crutch and a boot from apparently somebody in chat said it because it was a uh, like a Hager match he had or something. Sorry, what's that, Marco's oh, yeah, 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 Marco's ankle or whatever it was. So um, at various times, like Matt Jackson was stalking Marco. Um, but yeah, I mean, the mainly the the the, the story of this was just. The young bucks—they didn't even like cheat or anything to to win this match, which I figured they would. Like they messed with Marco, they kicked his crutch out from under him. Yeah, and then yeah, and the super kicked him. Uh, but there was just—I mean, they did—they had like a bit more of a vicious streak, I guess. Uh, and they seemed to revel in the violence a bit more. Uh, at one point, uh, Nick, uh, sort of—I think Jungle Boy was going for a tag on Luchasaurus, and Nick took him out. Nick got up in the apron he started like mocking. Uh, like asking for the tag from Jungle Boy and laughing, um, so uh, but no, this is it was a really fun match. I ended up giving this like four and a half. This was a really good match, um, but uh, sort of towards the finish, uh, Young Bucks were trying to get the BTE dry. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the the BTE, the BTE trigger to Jungle Boy a couple times. Uh, Luchasaurus ended up diving out into the crowd, uh, which allowed yeah. them. Which was weird to me. So you said was I, I? sort of put my head down for a second. Was Nick so out there or Nick, something?
2: He, yeah, he tossed Nick over the barricade, and then so he goes to the top and jumps. But when he jumped, he looked like it was like way to the left of where Nick was. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of odd, even though I knew what you know kind of the sequence to put look like in terms of the geography of where everybody was. It looked a little it looked a little odd.
1: So okay, Raven Lafleur here in chat. They're doing the scrum right now. The media scrum. He says yeah, I got something from. John Albus. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so according to Sean Ross Sapp, Khan called for the match to end. The doctor checked and cleared Hardy to compete, but according to Khan, the hospital is just a precaution, and he seems fine.
2: Yes, John Albus has, Tony Khan says health and safety foremost, says Matt Hardy is okay, Tony stopped the match, doctor checked on him, doctor cleared him per protocol, and Matt passed a concussion test.
1: As a fan, it just looked really bad. It looked really bad.
2: Yeah. It just, I mean, I, the optics of it in real time looked really bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, how he wasn't uncomfortable watching the rest of that. Like, I mean, I know he's got the inside info. The doctor said he's fine, but I don't know. Um,
2: uh, here's more from uh, Louis Dangor. Uh, Tony says that Matt didn't pressure the doctor to clear him to re enter the match. He said that Doc Sampson is really strict and wouldn't have been pressured in changing his mind. Tony also noted that Matt wouldn't have been able to overrule the decision.
1: All we can do is take them at their word. It really put a damper on I the pay per view, though. It really did. Yeah.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your job's projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard
1: Um, so anyways, the uh, in the, the finish, yeah, Luchasaurus took himself out basically by diving into the crowd. Young Bucks uh, uh, get the advantage or obviously hit the, uh, was this the BTE trigger or driver? Yeah. Okay, trigger. Yeah, trigger. trigger. To uh, Jungle Boy to get, so I have driver, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, really terrific match. Definitely check that one out. Uh, after that, we had the Casino Battle Royale. Um and uh, this was fun. There was a couple spots that just looked kind of a uh, little sloppy, maybe. Um, yeah, the finish was really weird. There the finish was, a, was, was a, really weird. There was it was really
2: weird. There was a spot with, of course, Darby Allen that seemed way too dangerous. Um, uh, you know, like typically, historically speaking, AEW's done a really good job of booking fun, creative, uh, uh battle royals. And there are spots in here that were in line with that, but the finish was just—it was kind of too much. Where they, you know, suddenly they come up with this thing where Eddie Kingston's afraid of snakes, Jake brings uh, his his snake with him, or at least that's the idea, because he has the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it just goes—it just goes too far at the end. So, anyways, uh, there's really no point going through the series of eliminations. Um, we did see the the debut AEW debut of Matt Sydal.
1: Yeah, that was um, rad.
2: Which is cool. However, you know his 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 huge debut was spoiled because his first huge spot was tr- going to do a shooting star press and his foot slipped. Oh, um, thankfully it looked like he caught the slip pretty quick, so he didn't start to rotate. Because um, you could, I've seen the the replay of it on on Twitter quite a bit, and you could see him almost kind of put the brakes on the the, the rotation. Mm-hmm. And so he just kind of takes a, a, a flat back bump, mm-hmm. but it could have been really bad. Mm-hmm. This is uh, great so
1: Danthrax, Sorry not to cut you off there. Danthrax in and chat says, Steve, your notes for the battle Royal said he threw Alan to Seidel, Matt Seidel. When did he enter? Where did he come from? <laughs> That's the joy of Steve notes. You'll find you out know. when Larson tells you. Yeah. Matt <laughs> Seidel uh, was last. He entered last. He had yeah. the Joker. He yeah. entered at 21.
2: Um, so the final three, uh, also, I want to point out Will Hobbs, someone who's wrestled in Northern California quite a bit, awesome. came uh, was in this, came out relatively early, had a really strong showing. So sure. that's always great to see. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so the final three were Seidel, uh, Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. and the Lance Archer. Oh, Lance Archer, Lance Archer. So King Archer didn't Kingston.
1: The... Come out with the Butcher.
2: Yeah, I think the last last people, last three people in the in the match. Oh, okay. So Archer eliminates Butcher. Uh, and then Kingston eliminates Seidel, and then uh, so there's this weird spot where Kingston's on the top rope sitting, and Archer's on the apron, and you have Jake with his snake bag, kind of like at first like holding it up in front of Kingston, and Kingston's like ah when well, he's trying to fight Archer off, and the butcher, of the blader out there attacking Archer to try to uh, help Kingston win, and then Jake just takes that bag and starts hitting Eddie Kingston with it. <laughs> Yeah. It's like swinging it at him. And it's commentary like, is
1: trying to say that Kingston's like deathly uh, afraid yeah, of snakes. Yeah, but if like, that was a snake in there, <laughs> why would Jake do that to a snake? Well, he's Jake Roberts. So
2: anyways, uh, Kingston gets choke slammed off the top rope archwards. Mm-hmm. It was just a really weird sloppy fish.
1: And then everybody who's focusing on, at least in our chat, everybody who's focusing on uh, Kingston, the fact that he didn't actually go over the top, he like came out from under and then went up on top. So like maybe, but I'm like, you know what? Like he, there was enough time there for the refs to just say, okay, he's this is if he gets eliminated, he's eliminated. Like in the spirit, this is a, it's a good. Uh, I guess so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. No, no, it, was,
2: it was it was it was it was it was a strange end.
1: Yeah, it was it was goofy. It was way overdone. Like the end was it way was overdone. Was and done. and then there way, was kind of. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was, I was going to mention the spot with Darby Allen. I did, we oh yeah, really good. That's what that. I was going to do. Too. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, Ricky Starks is eliminated by Darby. He tosses Darby into the ring post, and they gets a body bag from under the ring, Toss it in the ring. Uh, Brian Cage opens it up. There's thumbtacks inside, so he takes th- the, the bag of thumbtacks, dumps it into the body bag, puts Darby in it, and then more or less uh, power bombs him out of the ring onto the stage in a body bag full of thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darby can't really, you know, usually we take a powerbomb bump, especially you have your arms out. You know, you can kind of control your fall to an extent and, and disperse the impact across a greater surface area. Yeah, uh, You know, being in a body bag, you can't do that. I'm sure there's yeah. a certain extent there's less control you have over your body when you're falling, when you're in a body bag.
1: Yeah, it, it just, it looked, it looked awkward. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, it was, it's funny because the, the, the angle that it was shot at was pretty far away, um, but you could still kind of see, like, I don't know. It just seemed, look, Darby Allen's entire thing, is like being on the verge of recklessness. Some might say crossing that particular line into sheer recklessness. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know it was a fun spot, but yeah, it look, looked like it could have been gnarly. I was just I kept yeah. on looking at Dart when the trainers were down there. And he was like moving. I was like, okay, well, he's moving, so that's fine. But uh, but otherwise, I mean, Brian Cage had a really good showing. He was a lot of fun. Like you said, Will Hobbs. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun seeing mm-hmm. him out there. Um, there was uh, some cool surprise eliminations. Uh, Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss didn't uh Sunny Kiss eliminate uh, Hager. Some, oh yeah, Hager. That's right. So that was neat. Uh Anyways, yeah. No, oh, that was fun. Uh, after that, we had uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. We've talked about this endlessly already. Um, we get this is the one I gave a Dud to because I don't think it should kept. On, I gave keep on going. I gave it a just stop the match. <laughs> okay, a new entry in the uh, in the star rating. So just stop the match. Just
2: stop the match. You know, it, you know, if you
1: you know, we take everybody at the word. We take Tony Khan at his
2: word. Doc Samson at at his word. Just at, from a real time perspective, watching it. It's a scary situation, you know. I speak for myself and several others. Uh, I've seen anecdotally say that spot took them out of the show, and just the thought in, in my head, and I'm guessing other people's heads, when they let the match continue, the you're potentially endangering not just Matt Hardy, but also maybe Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, if Matt doesn't have his legs under him, it's yeah. just a scary situation. Um, it's, you know we you know if if everybody is we take them at the word and, and Matt was is fine. Doesn't erase the fact that at the moment it's damn scary. Mm-hmm. It seems like it should have been stopped
1: when he, I mean, when, when, when you see a guy like not being able to stand up, right. For like an, a stretch, you know, like they gave him that moment to say, okay, can you walk? Like, are you why? And he wasn't at that point. You just say, I don't care what the doctor says. This is my company. I'm stopping the match. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyways, uh, after that, like we said before, a terrific uh, Thunder Rosa versus uh, Ikaru Shida match for the AEW Women's Champion. Of Fantastic. Course, of course, Thunder Rosa is the current NWA Women's Champion. And, uh, man, I hope this gets some eyes back on the NWA when they restart production, which I think is supposed to be pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, this, was, uh, this was really, really good stuff. It was very smooth wrestling. I liked it. I think we both liked it, and the Enforcer liked it, because after what we just saw... With the, with the exception of a couple spots here and there, they kept it to, like, wrestling, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. ridiculous spots, not trying to do anything too silly. Yeah, apart from, like, a Death Valley driver on the apron. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then uh, there was a spot out on the stage. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, like, commentary is really pushing Thunder Rosa uh, technical uh, Acuban mm-hmm. and how that would square off against uh, Sheeta, who's more of a striker.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, this was fantastic. This might have been my favorite match of the night because just the story being told was great. Thunder Rosa looking like a star. She uh, looked great, she,
1: man. She looked really yeah. great. Like I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like huge. It was a good match, uh, the one she had with uh, Serena D, but Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it didn't put her over enough. This really did because she was in control a lot of this match. She was doing some really cool stuff. I love the bit where she had the hanging pendulum submission Mm -hmm. on Sheeta. It was pretty early in the match and she starts swinging her up into the, into the turnbuckle. I thought that was really great stuff. And her character work is really good too. Like she's like, Smiling and like snarling the whole time because mm-hmm. she was wrestling this, like you know, heel. This was yeah. really good stuff for me. It was really good. This and, and the,
2: the, the, the counter wrestling in this match I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there you know, there was this great spot where Sheeta hits a running knee while uh Rosa's on the apron and she goes, gets a chair out to do the jumping knee off it. And while she's setting up for it, Thunder Rosa sprints towards it, she does the jumping knee off the apron. It's like, hey, they've scouted each other's work, they're familiar with each other's work. Uh and some of the technical stuff was really crisp, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I was I was all about it. This was a ton of this was a really good match. Uh finish saw Sheeta hit a backbreaker followed with Shining Wizard to get the win. Like there's this great bit where Thunder Rosa eats a Falcon arrow, uh kicks out at one at one. And look yeah. on her, she's smiling
1: yeah, afterwards. That was great. Smiling and
2: laughing. That, that was, was great. Good. It was so good. It was a really good match. Probably yeah. my match of the night.
1: Yeah. I think in terms of just like a, a pleasant, delightful surprise, I, I agree with you. Um, I think the tag match is probably like my actual match of the night. Uh Juan gotti has got it right, it's the Meteora to the stage where like the the the
2: the margin for error, either Thunder Rosa's head clipping the corner yeah. of a stair or yeah. Sheeta going knee first into a corner of a stair was pretty thin. Yeah. Yeah. Like an inch. An inch. But they got it done. They right. did yeah. it perfectly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Raven LaFleur also says here, thanks by the way, everybody for your updates here on the, uh, yes, everybody giving much. us updates. Raven says, Tony Khan says he wants to bring Thunder Rosa back. If he can work something out with Billy Corgan, That's a great. you got call. a lot of talent, Tony offer up a talent exchange. NWA could probably use it getting restarted here. Uh, mm-hmm. so after that, we had an interview with, uh, uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, uh, where they announced that they are engaged. So congratulations to them. Assuming that's real. Uh, their marriage, they've, they've actually been engaged for a while. Oh, is I, that real? Is that, that's a yeah, thing? Yeah. 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 I okay. Think, uh, yeah. They've been engaged for a while, I think. Okay, cool. I just knew that they were like yeah. together. I didn't know they were engaged. Good for them. Uh, Their marriage is going to be live on dynamite, but he needs a best man. He needs the best man for the job of being best man. He's going to announce who that is on dynamite. I'm assuming he means this coming dynamite. Larson, who do yes. who's the best yes. man, brother? So a uh, uh,
2: wrestling news site started reporting that they were engaged back in April.
1: Oh, okay. WrestleMania season. Great. Uh, oh, I gave three and three quarters uh, to that uh, Thunder Rosa match.
2: Oh, four and a quarter for me. Nice. That was great.
1: Um, I honestly don't know. Honestly don't know. It should be Miro. You don't need to debut him as a top guy. Debut him as the best man. No, I wouldn't be into that. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> no good, huh? No good.
2: No, I wouldn't be into that. No good. <laughs> no, because we debuts; He should debut as top guy, as a top
1: guy. Because <laughs> ah, no.
2: he is a top guy. He
1: can be a top guy. He should be promoting some bang energy drink. Or bang. Is that is bang an energy drink? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, it is. is. Okay. It is. I've had it before. I like bang. Hilton loved Bang, didn't he? Uh, I don't know, but I did. It was good. There you go. Warren Hayes says another love triangle from Miro. Man, it writes itself, dude. Oh, hey, gosh, you sure look he like did. Lana, yes. I'm sure. He CJ. Did you look like CJ. Uh, after that we had Dark Order versus the Oh, Natural oh wait, Lightma- sorry, wait. sorry. And at the oh, end yeah, of the pro of the interview, he promoted his Twitch stream channel, his Twitch channel, and then a little thing at the bottom of the screen said, uh, this has been approved by AEW. And this message was approved by A.E.W. Clear shot against WWE for whatever they're doing over there. Uh, Yeah, so next up, Dark Order versus the Nightmare guys. Yeah, Natural Nightmare, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona. Uh,
2: Again, I was hoping after Brody Lee's huge win a couple weeks against Cody, uh, that at least from his own, like his force of will would lead Dark Order to victory. However, Dark Order is still a bit of a a, a bubbling act. Um, This is a fun match, Uh, but at the end, It's Colt Cabana uh, taking a little too long to get the cover. In fact, he wants to go for a moonsault to put his own stamp on the victory. And that allows uh, Dustin to come to uh, roll up Colt to get the win. Um, And then, uh, of course, Birdie Lee, he is uh, incredulous. He is beside himself, uh, flabbergasted. He has a fit. Starts shoving people all, all over the place. Guessing Colt Cabana's face, asks him, what are you doing? And then he and pretty much all the rest of the Dark Order storm out, save for Colt and Uno. Uno extends a hand to Colt, helps them
1: up. They leave together. That was so nice. Yeah, well, you know what, man? Maybe it isn't meant to be for Colt and the Dark Order. Doesn't uh, seem like it, does it? Doesn't seem like it, man. Doesn't seem like it. They need to get on Brody Lee's page so they can continue to reap the benefits from that millions of dollars of Chili's money. Chili's money. They want to get that Chili's money. I have a correction for Steve it. Notes. I, I brought this down. I For some reason, I had it at three and a half. I got it at three stars.
2: Yeah, that's what I got, too. Three
1: okay, stars. yeah. I don't know what Fun I was thinking of that one.
2: Good story told. Uh, I still kind of feel like Dark Order should have won. Like, Brody should have just, like, we're winning. I'm going to go win this match for
1: us. Okay, but here's, yeah, but here's the thing, though. Here's the, This is why I'm okay with, with it going down the way it did. It advances the cult story, and and Colt is the one piece of dark order that just isn't working and i think that's a great story they can tell it wasn't the dark order that lost it's the guy that's just hanging out with dark order that lost cuz it was one it was one he it was had won. it one and then colt decided to go against and brody lee was like what are you doing why are you doing this extra thing don't mm-hmm. do that so mm-hmm. i was okay with it plus matt cordona cardona, cardona uh, he needs to get like a win, man. He needs to, he needs to. They need to give him a mic or something. Like, how is it this former intercontinental champion is just sort of hovering in the background? Well, it's because he on only signed, like a short term deal. They probably don't want to invest a bunch of serious time in him if he's not going to stick around. It's just weird. Okay, what if he eventually decides to stick around? Then all of a sudden, like his debut is basically ruined. That was a bad idea signing guys. They'll do for a Calibac thing. They'll just re debut him. That's a I don't that's a bad move like signing somebody just for like a short term. Why? What's the point? Well, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the the
2: logistics of it all were. Why that was a, why that was a deal. I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. After that, uh, Dustin had an interview. He's basking in the glory of winning that match, and uh, he's informed by Tony Schiavone that he gets a TNT title shot against Mister Brody Lee. He's gonna get murdered on Dynamite.
2: He's going to get just destroyed.
1: Murdered.
2: Destroyed.
1: (laughs) I shouldn't read this one, but Jorge says, seriously, did Dustin do a ton of blow before his interview with Tony? He was psyched. He was hype, man. He was jacked.
2: He was. He was was very excited.
1: (laughs) He was very excited.
2: He was very excited. (laughs) Um, After that, we had tag title match. FTR versus uh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. Uh, FTR and Tully basically had jackets with the Four Horsemen logo.
1: On Pretty much. I saw definitely saw some horses, like an Unsolved Mysteries. There mystery two horses here. as
2: opposed to four. I couldn't see what the writing underneath the horses said. New Four Horsemen, that's what it, it said. It was like, maybe. <laughs> um, so there's something
1: to brew in <laughs> with the all more, that. The more Horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. That's not funny.
2: <laughs> so uh, initially, it's Kenny and Cash. They're going to start, and Paige is like, no, come on, trust me. I want I want to start. I want in. So Kenny obliges. Some back and forth between Cash and Paige. And then uh, Hangman just starts doling out a bunch of punches and pretty much knocks both members of FTR out of the ring. Kenny runs in and instead of joining in the fight's like, Hey, calm down. Calm down. You're
1: too fired up. Calm down. Kenny's Kenny's building up that go away heat for me, man. Him and the Bucks acting like jerks. You can be bad guy, don't be a jerk. Being a jerk. Calm down. It's a wrestling match. You want him fired up. I know.
2: Um, So FTR tries to take advantage. Can't. Uh, Kenny and Paige hit a bunch of chops on him. Uh, And then Paige is like, high five, me bro. (laughs) Meanwhile, the ref's like doing the 10 count. Like, so Paige has to leave. (laughs) And Kenny just kind of stands there for a second and goes, oh, man. High five. And Paige barely, uh, you know, uh, beats the 10 count to get back on the apron. Um, and there's a lot of really good back and forth. Uh, eventually, FTR uh, targets uh, Kenny's knee after he misses a V trigger. And they tear the shit out
1: of his knee. Mm-hmm. They beat it up. Mm-hmm. They beat it. Who had it up. worse, Kenny tonight or Tanahashi <laughs> at the hands of uh, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. and. Uh, remember that? remember uh, that? Yeah, Taichi. Taichi, yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was rough. I don't know, man. That was good stuff. That was good
2: stuff. Um, so eventually Kenny gets the, the uh, hot tag to page. Where did I get my notes here? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I'll skip ahead. Uh, uh, FTR did the uh, Steiner Brothers old finisher twice, the bulldog, the doomsday bulldog type mm-hmm, thing. One mm-hmm. for Kenny, one for Paige. So FTR sets up for their finish. Kenny breaks it up. So, uh, Page and Cash are up top. Adam Page hits the moonsault power slam. That's a fantastic move. I'm still amazed that anybody can pull that off. Uh, gets the two. Kenny gets the tag in. Cash is isolated for a bit. Uh, Kenny holds up Cash for a buckshot lariat. Cash escapes that, and so Kenny tries to hit Cash with a V trigger. Cash moves instead. Kenny hits a V trigger on Page, and then Cash chop blocks Omega. Yeah. And Kenny's like. Doing this behind him, trying to wake up Page so he doesn't eat the L. Mm-hmm. It's like hitting him, trying to grab onto the tassels on his his new pants, trying to get him up. So Cash kicks Kenny out of the ring. FTR hits their finish on Page, gets a two. Um, and there's a little more back and forth with Cash trying to get Kenny out of the match. FTR hits their uh, finish again to get the win.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: then afterwards, FTR they crack open some beers, leave one in the ring for Page. Uh, Kenny runs in with a TV tray. Essentially uh, chases off FTR and then he kind of turns his attention to page Looking at the the tray like am I gonna hit him with it? He puts it down Um, by this point uh, Page kind of gets to his feet Stumbles lurches towards Kenny and Kenny doesn't catch him Uh, page falls on his face uh, Kicks the beer out of the ring and then he leaves. So he's walking backstage. He runs to the young bucks He's like here. Let's go. I'm done. I want a clean break. So they walk out of Daly's place uh, Matt's like hey come on kenny let's talk this out again kenny says no i want a clean split he gets in the suv and i think he says uh hey once you do this you can't go back on it mm-hmm. like he's trying to get the young bucks to get in the suv with him. they don't he drives off
1: yeah yeah uh i thought this is i gave it four and a half stars and uh and yeah I'm i'm really this is this has got to morph into the A storyline, dude. I, I want them to wrap this up into the title scene. Mm-hmm. Kenny versus Hangman should be like feud of the year going into 2021, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, this is really, really strong stuff. The, the, that last bit, I can't overstate how much I loved him trying to lean on Kenny because he's collapsing and Kenny just, it like I said this during the stream, it was worse, for it would have been better for Kenny just to have laid out Hangman with that TV tray, then yeah. do what he actually did, which was get out of the way of his friend who was falling and needed his support. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was so great. That was so that was great. Good.
2: That was really good. Heartbreaking moment.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Uh, next, we had a Chris Jericho interview. Uh, kind of like he reiterated a lot of what he said over the last couple of weeks. This whole thing was about trying to see if orange cast, he be a main eventer. Uh, thanks to Jericho. Now he is. But tonight, Cassie's gonna find out that what Jericho does is make dreams come true and then ends them. hmm So next we have the Mimosa Mayhem match. Uh this is pretty cheesy. Uh yeah. you know, there's these two huge vats of what looks like to be uh a suddy D on either side of the ring. Um And it was all about like there were so many moments where they were just kind of tempting fate and like trying to tiptoe around the edge of this this vat and like if someone just slips, your your finish is ruined. Why tempt fate? Your finish is ruined. only gonna slip and take a header into you the. You know, the vat I was actually
1: I was far more concerned with them doing wrestling moves after because like they would you know there was a bit where like. Orange Cassidy had fallen near the vat and his head kind of went in a little bit or like Jericho's leg went in and the commentary is very clear to say, well, you need to be submerged. That was, you know what they said. And so I was more concerned with them, their feet being wet and pulling a Seidel and slipping. And at one point, Jericho yeah. had Cassidy up, like, on the second rope or something. And for he could Razor's see, Edge, yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah, that's right, for the Razor's Edge bit. And his foot started to slip on the rope. And I was like, oh, I don't need to see BotchFest 3000 here tonight mm-hmm. at All Out. um, but, uh, but, yeah, they did all this silly stuff. I mean, dude, I, I get that this seems to have been Jericho's pet project. He even said it in his interview prior that, you know what? Mission. He, I think, he even said, "Mission accomplished." Orange Cassidy is now a main eventer. I kind of disagree with that because, uh, like, goofy matches, while fun, and I really like them in there, and you know, they have their place. Orange Cassidy, totally, mm-hmm. I am into him. I don't see him as. I don't see that kind of act as like a main event guy. I know he's really popular and everything. I, I don't know unless you have a bit of a change in it because he like doesn't talk, and then he does talk. And there seems to be, like, he's not, like, a real person. And I feel like the main event scene is for, like, stories with relatable humans. And you care about them because they're, like, real, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas he's still kind of a cartoon. Like, I don't really think it's mission accomplished. I'm not sure how much of a ro- After this match, Jericho falls in the vat, he loses, right? Yeah. After the match, JR says, if you look at, or maybe it was before the match, JR says, if you look at where Orange Cassidy was professionally, when AEW started and look at where he is now. I told you this. I don't really think there's that much of a difference. I mean he has he has some wins over Jericho in goofy ways I and think matches. There is to an
2: extent because when he showed up in AEW, like we knew who he was, but we weren't that familiar with his work. We knew his gimmick, maybe seen a little bit of it. Um, if anything, I don't think this feud with Jericho has elevated Orange Cassie to a main eventer. I agree. He's more than an indie darling now though. I
1: agree with that. I agree with that, but I kind of feel like has there been a, a besides the additional exposure? Has there been much of a change? I mean, okay, we've seen I mean, he I, I saw matches on the in, on the indie scene when he would do he would kick up the intensity. I don't think yeah. his 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 game well, has really I, changed I, here that from much.
2: A persp- I, I don't think this anything about this was about Orange Cassidy picking up his game as compared to what he did in the indies, because I don't know how many people who watch AEW would watched a lot of his stuff in the indies. I think this was about introducing Orange Cassidy, the wrestler, of the character, to a larger fan base, establishing him as more than just a novelty, which is what he appeared he was going to be. Like, he showed up in the background, he opened the door, he's a crapper. You know, early on, he seemed like a bit of a novelty. Now he's more than that.
1: He's a legit competitor. Do you think he is more than that, though? Do you think this changed all that much about him? Again, I you know I was familiar enough with his work
2: before entering AEW that I kind of knew what he did. But you know, uh, someone who was not, who may not have been that familiar with Orange Cassidy to begin with, um, they might answer that question you know soundly in the affirmative.
1: I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, if this was, hey, this is what this guy's all about beyond. What you guys have seen in a pockets, you know, sunglasses, kicking shins. He's a, he's a legit competitor. He's a legit wrestler. All
2: right. He's not just the gimmick. And if that's it, if if so, you know, Jericho saying he's made a better now. No. Is he a competitor, uh, you know, that to, to
1: pay attention to and, and and to take seriously? Yeah, I am interested to see what they're going to do with him. To get him to that next level, because yeah, yeah maybe this was this was a really high profile way of getting him to the level where okay, we know kind of what he's about. See where he goes from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Raven says I didn't know who Cassidy was before AEW. He's one of my favorite characters in wrestling now. So there you go. I mean, maybe it is mission accomplished.
2: Yeah. Uh, so the finish of that saw so you mentioned the the razor's edge off the second rope. Orange escapes that. Hits him with Superman punch. So Jericho's, like, holding on to the rubs, teetering on the edge. Uh, Cassie takes the elbow pad off, hits another Superman punch. Uh, Jericho uh, flings himself into Mimosa. We didn't get the Jericho with cry face shot, though, at the end, where he's, like, screaming, you know, in his high-pitched scream that he's, you know, super upset that he got dunked in Mimosa.
1: Mm-hmm. We didn't he was, get that. Yeah, he was just laid out. He was he's just... kind of floating there for a little bit, and then he got out. <laughs> yeah, I thought there'd be a lot more dramatic splish-splashing.
2: I know, me too, and him screaming at Cassidy.
1: Cassidy! Cassidy!
2: <laughs> you know. Uh, after that, they announced that uh, Full Gear is happening November 7th, the next pay-per-view. So in pretty much two months exactly.
1: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see where the wrestling world is at that point.
2: Yeah. And then finally our main event, MJF versus Mox. Um, fun enough match. Uh, MJF early on targeting Mox's arm. Targeted targeted uh hits him with an arm ringer on the apron um uh, then uh, fortunes kind of turn in mox's favor when he uh ran slingshot sorry uh mjf to the ring post busts mjf open but it forced mjf uh you know because the setup for this was especially on the go home was hey mjf can be just as violent and crazy as mox can be and this Kind of furthered that, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, like MJF didn't quit; he kept fighting. Yeah, he wanted to get that title still.
1: Yeah, he um, looked great in this. I mean, he, he looked yeah. like a million bucks. The blood really helped. Mm-hmm. AEW, I love that they're not shy about the blood because I think that can really enhance a story. Um. Uh, yeah. I actually, actually, really, I thought this match was maybe not as great as the Darby Allen title shot but like after that i thought it was pretty damn good i thought this was better than the Hager one for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i forget oh, who yeah. else i forget who else he's fought for the title but uh but no i thought this was a, i thought it was a pretty damn good match to be honest with you and I'm not just saying that because MJF referenced this on Twitter this morning. In a very yeah, no, it was mark. a hell, it was a
2: strong showing for 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 Max. His gear looked great too. Oh, his gear was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fun match, and, and you know, even though they got busted open, MJF he hits his heat seeker, goes for another one. Uh, Mox reverses that to the air raid crash, and it several times Mox was teasing, uh, or you know. Old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. He's in a position to drop Mox or MJF with paradigm shift. That realizes, or the ref tells him, "Oh, I can't do that." So he employs the air raid crash, Mox or uh, Mox pile driver, Gotch pile driver,
1: puts them <laughs> in. Should a, rename uh, it. Uh,
2: puts him in a sleeper or a rear naked choke. Uh, each time, either MJF escapes or kicks out. Um, finish saw MJF hit a crossroads. He gets a two. Wardlow hops up on the apron. So the ref's like, "Hey, get down!" Wardlow tosses the ring. The Diamond Dozen ring into the ring. Uh, MJF turns around, tries to find it. He's face to face with Mox. Rest still dealing with Wardlow. Mox hits Paradigm Shift while <clears throat> the rest back is turned, covers him for the win. And Wardlow's reaction was perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was. it was his, his shock,
2: yeah. but also a little bit of fear in his face.
1: You know what? This 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 whole feud has actually done wonders for Wardlow because it's always little things in the background that he's doing. That is is really noticeable, and like just adds a little bit of layer here and there. And yeah. that reaction tonight was like a big layer for him. I thought that
2: I'm was really comp- good. I'm gonna compare his his background work to someone else who's doing pretty well for themselves right now. WWE. Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. when he was Dolph's Heavy, yeah, the way he like completely transformed himself from what he, the character he was in NXT, the main roster, in terms of his body language, his movement, every little thing about him added so much to his character, even if he wasn't directly involved in the action.
1: Yeah. And it, it just goes to show, man, you can have a guy. You don't have to like just get a guy out there and have enhancement match after enhancement mm-hmm. match to build him. You could do it like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when he if he turns, if he has a feud with MJF. I mean, the great thing about this is that it's still the idea of this the, the, the paradigm shift is banned and yet Mox still had to use the paradigm shift kind of gives MJF a bit of of, you know, a, 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 a moral victory here anyways. Because he said, see, I told you you couldn't do it without that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's still not a victory, but uh, he still does it. He looks pretty good anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he so, comes uh, out of this looking great. Yeah. So, yeah, but it, obviously it seems like this is going to be it. I'm sure they'll probably move on to MJF versus Wardlow maybe at this point, although they might put that off for another feud or two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this was one moment between the two of them, uh, because it's obvious that they're going to, they're doing Mox Archer like yesterday. Um, so we can, we can yeah, wait. Archer was down sitting ringside for this match. And it's like, all right, so much for the, uh, you know, the wondering who's going to win this one as I soon as Mox is going to win. Yeah. As soon as Mox was done, he goes over ringside and he flips off Archer, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, so yeah, I I don't know if that's going to happen at full gear or if we're going to get that at, like, a Super Dynamite a month from now. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Because uh, I don't really see. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a two-month build between him and Archer, I think. And I'm not really looking forward to that match anyways if the Hager match is, is to be believed. I'm not sure Mox really you know, like works He and with... Archer
2: had a pretty fun match in New Japan. They had a, 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 a That's Hart's a good point. That was yeah, fun. that's true. That was
1: fun. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, hold on, yeah, that was the Texas Deathmatch, huh? Yeah, I thought it was fun enough. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't wasn't
2: Mox Kenny, but it was fun enough. Yeah, all right, we'll see. Uh, Mr. Warren Hayes here in chat says, uh, you friendos are awesome, what a fantastic community you all have here, special stuff. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, man, and
1: drop some bits, love the bits. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, uh, we'll stick around the Twitch chat for a little bit and answer some questions, but for us, for now, that's going to be it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Let us know what you guys thought about All Out in the comments below. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay and Vintage 10 for the Wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care package, and so much more. Support going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash Larson